We're in this Finding Your Yes series still, Finding Your Yes, yes, Finding Your Yes, like Dan's story and Jackie and Ryan's story before that. Finding Your Yes is about figuring out from God how we respond to all his promises, how we respond to his leading in our life. Where do we commit and invest and, and, uh, and, and immerse ourselves so that we are living out the life that God has for us. That's what finding your yes is. And this morning we want to talk about living out the spiritual gifts that God has given you. Living out the spiritual gifts that God has given you. We're talking about spiritual gifts because you friends have a special power within you that has to be brought to bear. You have supernatural superpowers that has to be brought to bear for the common good. Super suit? What? Where is my super suit? I, uh, put it away. Where? Why do you need to know? I need it. Uh Uh-uh. Don't you think about running out to doing no daring do? We've been planning this dinner for two months. The public is in danger. My evening's in danger. You tell me what my suit is, woman. We are talking about the greater good. Greater good? I am your wife. I'm the greatest good you are ever gonna get. Love that. That's one of my favorite movies, always has been. You guys have heard me talk about it before. I think The Incredibles was written by somebody who has a biblical worldview. Because these are guys that all were given a supernatural power. And when they go get that suit on, that's their yes. Then they go live at the public is at danger. And I am required right now. And there's stuff in our lives that are like, you're not required. We're going to that dinner. We've had it planned. You know, I mean, it is, it's an awesome picture that every single one of us has been given a supernatural power within us that has to be brought to bear for the greater good. This is what spiritual gifts are. And we want to talk about spiritual gifts this morning. And we want to talk about how spiritual gifts are going to lead us to finding some of our yeses. Because it's part of what's been given us. I'm going to look at a definition of spiritual gifts. This is kind of a primer this morning. We've got 20 minutes, 21 minutes left in my sermon. That's all we've got. Let me give you a little bit of a heads up. Parentheses. We're going to do a Sunday seminar, three-week seminar, starting in two weeks at the nine o'clock hour on how to discover your spiritual gifts, okay? We're going to study them in depthly. We're going to figure out what they might be. We're going to figure out how you can figure out what they are, and that's three weeks starting February 8, 15, 22, okay? Three weeks at the nine o'clock hour. If you want to come to a Sunday seminar, I'll lead that experience. But this is kind of an introduction, and some of you are like, what? I've heard about spiritual gifts forever. I know, but let's get to the basic idea and and, and put it into this concept of finding our yes, living out who we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to be about in response to all of God's promises. And many of you are like, spiritual gifts, I'm glad you're talking about it because I don't really understand it too much. Well, here we go. You ready to zoom through it? Here's the definition of spiritual gifts. Through the presence of the Holy Spirit in you, you've been given a set of uniquely designed supernatural abilities that God uses through you, to do his thing. Through the presence of the Holy Spirit in you, you've been given these gifts. Through the presence of the Holy Spirit in you. Here's the good news, friends. The good news is you have the Holy Spirit in you if you've said yes to Jesus. See, the way this works is that God has offered Jesus as the Savior for the whole world. And his death on the cross provided forgiveness and reconciliation for every human being 
that desires to give themselves and their lives over in trust and in faith in God. Everybody can say to God, thank you for that gift of Jesus' forgiveness. I receive it. That's what becoming a Christian means, you guys. That's what being born again means. That's what being saved means, whatever language. And when you've said yes, and it's just, it's an act of faith, friends. It's an act of faith that even in one single moment of your life, you go, I don't know that I've crossed over, but if that's true, and that's how you've been drawing me to yourself, God, I want that relationship with you. Thank you that Jesus made it possible. That's the free gift that it is. And when that moment of faith happens, even if it's as small as a mustard seed where you go, I think I want that, then you've become a Christian. And, I, and even in rooms this size and first hour, like I'm aware that some of you are like, that's it? Like I've been coming for a while. I've been drawing to God like that's the deal. Yes, I want it. And when, even when, Jeff, you said that, I sort of felt something rise within me. That's you becoming a Christian. That's the beauty of this free gift of salvation. Isn't that great news? That's why it's called the good news, by the way. And when you become a Christian, then you have been given the gift of God's Holy Spirit in you. Now you've become supernaturally born again. You now have the presence of God within you, and you now are supernaturally infused. You're a spiritual human because your spirit has been born again. This is just such great, great news. Okay, so you have the Holy Spirit within you. So through the presence of the Holy Spirit in you, he has now brought gifts to you. He's given you a gift. And this is what the scriptures teach. We're going to look at some scriptures in in just a moment about this. But God's given you a gift. He's graced you with a gift. In fact, the word grace and gift is the same word. You've been graced with a gift. You've been gifted with a grace. You've been graced with a grace. You've been gifted with a gift. God's just given you his thing that he's going to put inside of you by that Holy Spirit in you. And what that thing is, is that's a supernatural ability. And by the way, let's not go too fast past this thought that God gave you something. Because this informs our yes. That's why we're doing this conversation in the midst of our Finding Your Yes series. Because if God's given you something inside you that's his thing, that's supernatural, then he wants you to put on the super suit and go out and the public's in danger, right? He wants you to go use that for his glory. It informs our yes. Why would God give you a gift to do his thing and then want you to sit on it? That's not how it works. So God's given us something. We're going to pay attention. We're going to go out and figure out what it is. God's given us this thing. And it's a uniquely designed thing. It's a set of uniquely designed abilities. It's uniquely designed to who you are. It's his gift for who you are. It's his, like, I chose this for you. Like, I want this to be your gift. I want you to be able to serve me in this way. And I think, I don't know how it works for eternity past or whatever, with all your natural abilities, and we'll talk about this stuff in a minute, with all your personality and all your pain and all your brokenness and all your strength and all the great things that have happened to you and all the ways your mama messed you up, all of that stuff comes to bear. And God goes, here's the gift I have for you. Here's the gift I have for you. It's yours. This is the uniquely designed thing, and I want you to live it out. The beauty about that is you're not like, I've got to figure out how to live up to you know, what I think that I should be or what somebody else is, is doing. Or, uh, it's, got, it's you be, getting to be you. And what, one, one thing we know is you're so good at being you. Like That's the only thing that you know, right? It's just, we get to be you, and it's God's thing. It's uniquely designed. It's your identity. That's so great. It's your identity. It's your unique contribution to the world. Nobody is you. And nobody has the same gift that God has formulated to give you to go do his thing. And those things, it's th- these are supernatural abilities that God's going to use. 
It's God-infused power by his Holy Spirit to do beyond natural things, to do his work. What kind of stuff is this, friends? I mean, we're going to start looking at some of the details, but what it's really about is that this is the stuff within you that brings about God's actions. It brings about God's kingdom. It brings about God's fruit. It's God's stuff that gets to happen through you. How is it that God acts in our world? We th- it's super convenient to have the theology that, well, he sort of does, and destiny takes its course, or the higher power does its thing. Well, you know what? The higher power almost exclusively, apparently, works through the Holy Spirit inside each believer, and then he says, you go use that superpower out in the world so my stuff gets done. Does that terrify you a little bit? But I hope it also energizes you. I'm God's Frozone, or whatever that guy's name was in the movie. Where's my super suit? Love it. That's what we get to be. And God does this thing through us. That's the definition of spiritual gifts. And, the, and I don't want to miss it. Finding your yes is about living out of those gifts. Part of finding your yes is figuring out how you've been supernaturally empowered to go do supernatural things for God in his world, in his kingdom. You're going to do God-sized stuff. Can you see how important that is? Because if we're not going to use our gifts and God's power through his spirit to do God-sized stuff, then we're not living out our destiny. And by the way, God-sized stuff won't happen in our lives and in our world. It's us. So this is why it informs our yes. Living out of the spiritual gifts that God has given us. That's for the greater good. Let's look at a couple of verses. Scripture verses. Romans chapter 12 is one of the first places to go. There's not that many places that talk about spiritual gifts. If you're taking notes, it is Romans 12. It's 1 Corinthians 12. It's uh, 1 Peter 4. Um, 1 Corinthians 14. Romans 12, for just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, you know, one body, hands, feet, eyes, head, ankles. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. You know what he's talking about here, right? He's talking about the church. He's talking about the body of Christ, which is the way we phrase it for this very reason, from this text. This is the body of Christ. And though we're many, we form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. And then he goes into a little bit of a list here. We have different gifts according to the the grace that God has given us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy. You're like, wait, wait, I don't even know what prophecy is. I know. Come to my class, February 8, 15, (laughs) and 22nd. But prophecy is about telling the truth. It's about being able to understand, proclaim what's true, what's going to be true. If certain things happen, what was true, it could even have a future telling thing like, I think this is going to go down. Not too many people like that. Most of them are weird. But prophecy is a gift. If your gift is prophesying, then do it according to the faith that you've been given. And here's what he's saying. I put gifts in you and we're all connected to each other and everybody's got a different gift. If yours is this, then go do it. And do it in accordance with the faith you've been given. Do it to the best of your ability. Oh, can anybody, can we just step up to that call? Just do it to the best of your ability. This is you. Do it. Do it to the best of your ability. Verse 7, if it's serving, serve. If it's teaching, teach. If it's encouragement, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's leading, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. There's all kinds of gifts in here. He says, whatever your piece is, whatever your superhero thing is, then go and do it according to the best of your ability. Because you've got to go do it. You've got to go live it out. This is the point there. And you notice that there's not, that's not a very long list. In fact, the other places that talk about that, 
about spiritual gifts in Scripture. It's, there's different ones. point is, it's not complete. He's making the point, hey, what is your gift? Go figure it out and then go do it. What's your gift? Go live out your yes. You've got to go do it. First Peter chapter 4 gives us the same encouragement. Each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve other people. Okay, this is where it's, imp- it's implemented, friends. It's implemented within the body and with other people. that are, They're all going to be affected toward the kingdom, toward Jesus, toward God, more God stuff. So go serve other people. Whatever gift you've had, use it to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. As faithful stewards, like I've been given a gift, now steward it, faithfully steward it, use it in all the different ways that God wants his grace to be. Do you see that picture? God's giving his grace all over the world. God's giving his grace all over this room. We need all kinds of God's grace. And he's like, great. So you use your gift to give God's grace and you give your gift to God's grace and you give your gift to give God's grace and God's grace will just overflow everywhere. So go do it. If you've got a gift, go use it. Verse 11, if anyone speaks, do it as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do it with the strength God provides. So then all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So this is what the scriptures show us, that you've been given a gift, so go do it to the best of your ability, and God's grace is going to pour out through you because it's just like God's doing it. It's his gift, it's his supernatural power through the Holy Spirit, it's his will, and God accomplishes it. Isn't that great? Where's my super suit? I want to do some, the last few minutes that we have remaining, I want to do some spiritual gifts FAQs and then kind of give you a little bit on how to discover your spiritual gift as sort of a preview to that class and to some work that I'd love for you to do. Spiritual gift FAQs. First, how many gifts are there? Like, what, are, what am I choosing from out there? Well, I think you guys, as, you, as I mentioned before, I think that, that um, the lists are all uh, incomplete. The lists are all illustrative, the lists that we see in scriptures. And I just know that if you go look at all those, those passages that I read or look up you know, Google spiritual gifts, and you start looking up lists of spiritual gifts. There's all kinds of stuff in there, and, uh, but they're, they're not all complete. I think they're actually infinite. I, I think that spiritual gifts listed in Scripture, and, and go ahead and throw those up. There's a list of them here. I think that these gifts, these are words that are descriptors in the Scripture, but I think there's different hues of each of those. Do you know what I mean by that? There's different ways that those could look in people's lives, different manifestations. In fact, that's used in 1 Corinthians. There's different, there's different manifestations of gifts. So I think there's lots of different ways to look at this. But I think that there's an infinite number because of the way that these could be shaded, these gifts. And I don't think that this is even a list, and I even left some of them out. There's, there's intercession, there's hospitality, there's, uh, um, there's administration. Those are gifts that I forgot to get on the list or, or just as I was, you know, typing up a quick slide. I just wanted to sort of show that there's some of them out there. Well, the thing is, you guys, that... Um, it's helpful to sort of have a beginning paradigm. That's why the scriptures talks about and lists some of these verses or some of these word terms so that you can begin to start to attach, well, I don't even know where to begin with what my gifts are. But then from there, you start to see how they're shaded, hued, and manifested in your life. If we had time, we could go through this list and some of the other ones out there that would be super fun to go through this and imagine what they might look like in people's lives. Like if we were in a... Um, 
Like if we were on a Mexico mission trip and we're gonna go build houses in Mexico or whatever, you could go through the list and you could see the kinds of ways that God would actually empower that trip by his people so that his stuff got done in there. I mean, like apostleship, you're like, what's apostleship? Apostleship is the, the gift that God gives people to help start new stuff. And so that somebody on that trip could be the kind of person who goes, we've been building houses every time we go down here, but I looked over here and there's these families that go to the dump as soon as the, the garbage trucks arrive and then they dig through to get their food or to get things or whatever. Like we could go do a dump ministry because we have all these people here. And so I don't think we're all needed to build a house. How come some of us do dump ministry, right? That's apostleship. And everybody's like, that's brilliant because we've just been doing the same thing all the time, right? There's a, there's a gift at work. Uh, discernments. Discernment would be somebody who comes along and goes, you guys, feeling uncomfortable about the family that we're building this house for because they seem to be a bit uncomfortable. And I don't know if God's doing something like that. Maybe they're starting to feel like they've lost some dignity in this or whatever. And maybe we're like, is there a way that we can invite them into this process so that we're not just giving them a handout? Like, let's, I mean, this, this guy is super capable. Like, let's get the dad of the family in here building with us because that's going to help him feel like he's got some ownership of this deal. Like, it's kind of weird charity. It takes away from his dignity to not do, right? And then, like, yes, let's do it. It's t- totally brilliant. And then the, it opens up a relationship with that guy. Like, that's somebody with a gift of discernment can see that. Or even more spiritual, somebody with a gift of discernment can say, man, you know what? I feel like there's some spiritual attack coming our way. Let's keep our spiritual guard up. Let's keep praying over this thing. Let's uh, make sure that we've got short accounts between us because me and you are so, it's hard to work when we're leveling the slab on the uh, concrete we just poured. Somebody with a gift of encouragement, you know, that guy, he's that painfully positive guy that when you're in that midst and everybody's like, that's an amazing slab. Look how smooth that is. That's a, you come build my patio when we get back to San Rafael. Like that's that guy. He's going around going, you're awesome. And this is great. And keep going. That's encouragement. You got to get, don't you love people with a gift of encouragement? Or it could be, you know, encouragement also is exhortation. That's a little stronger. That's somebody who goes, Dennis, man, you started strong. Finish strong, pal. It's one o'clock. Come <laughs> Finish strong, man. You know, like that's exhortation. We could go all the way through this list. You want to hear some more evangelism? The person who's not lifting a hammer, they're over in the corner and somehow they're having this intense conversation with the mother of the house and she's pouring out her heart and her griefs and what life has been about and they're administering Jesus saying, you know what? There's hope in life in Christ. And you're like, how did you start talking about Jesus? How did that even come up for you, right? Do you recognize that? Some people are like, how did that even happen? They're spiritually gifted to bring that up. You could go all the way through the thing. Look at the right column, man. There's, there's, uh, there's serving in there. That's the person who's just like, I don't know. They told me to come over here and scrape this stuff off. I'm just scraping. You know, and if you don't tell them anything else, they'll be like, I'm scraping for my life. I'm just, that's what I'm doing. I'm taking care of that. There's giving. There's somebody that got the gift of giving on that trip. <laughs> Maybe the person with the gift of giving didn't come. They're like, here's the check. Have a good time. <laughs> Actually, that's not the gift of giving. That's the gift of being a weenie and copping out. The gift of giving would be somebody who helped write the check and then was there and was like, you guys all look like you need Cokes and I'm gonna go to this corner store and get some Cokes. Okay, you got it? All these things could be applied in that thing. Man, and they're all uniquely designed. Your gift is uniquely designed for you. So how many gifts are there? There's a lot and that's what they look like. But leading to this idea uh, about how many gifts there are and about the different hues, the second frequently asked question is, can I have more than one? And the answer is absolutely yes. That's how it becomes so personal. Because of that list that I just listed and a few that I left off are all only ones the scripture talks about. It's a little like fitting yourself into a box that doesn't quite fit. 
But it's so personal because you can start to see how these gifts will mix and meld with one another. And we use words to help describe it, but we go, oh, well, actually, it's much more personalized and it's much more, again, shaded or hued in a way that I can understand. This is how it becomes so personal. I have a, um, I have a friend in my life right now who has the gift of teaching. And I like that because I have a gift of teaching, except our teaching gifts are really different. He has a gift of teaching, and I see it in his life because he loves to mentor people. So when an intern shows up at his company, he's like, I'll take that intern on. Like, let me mentor him. Let me put my arm around his shoulder and mentor him. And the reason is because he has gifts of wisdom as well. So he actually has something significant to impart about how that guy's life experience internship can blossom for him. He just has this laser focus about how to help that guy. And then he can teach him those concepts. He also has the gift of compassion or the gift of mercy maybe it would be listed on our sheet right there. He has a gift of compassion and mercy, which means he loves taking the interns that don't stand a chance, that are there because of some foundation that's trying to get them out of a very tough neighborhood or situation or learning disability or whatever. In fact, this guy just decided that he and his, he, they're going to host a, a kid who's a friend of their, uh, their sons who doesn't have anywhere to stay right now. And I said, wow, that's a big commitment, but it kind of fits into your heart for mentoring, doesn't it? And he looks at me and he goes, that's what I do. I'm like, right, that's what you do. So he's got teaching with wisdom to help this. He's not going to hold this kid's hand and pet it. He's going to actually take that kid somewhere. And he has a gift of mercy, which is to be like, well, yep, no judgment, let's go. My gift of teaching doesn't have those two particular gifts in it. I have a gift of teaching with knowledge, which means, you know, what you, your feedback to me is, dude, I got so much out of that text. Like, you help me understand that text, okay? So my teaching is like understanding the knowledge of God as it's explained to us in his word, okay? And then my other gift that probably goes with it is prophecy. Prophecy is about truth-telling. Prophecy is about going, hey, man, if we want to be here, then we got to do this. And if we don't want to be here, we better not do that. Can you hear that in my teaching and my tone of voice sometimes? But he and I are really different people, even though we both probably have the predominant gift of teaching. You with me on my illustration? So to go, well, I have the gift of teaching, or I have the gift of mercy, or I have the gift of administration, isn't as helpful as recognizing how God has shaped you with all these other ones and your life experience and all that. It's uniquely designed for who you are. And so what do we do then? What do we call it? Do we say, well, then I should know that I have the gift of blank. I have the gift of giving. Well, you know what? I've never met a giver who just has the gift of giving. Again, they have the gift of being a weenie, if that's true. It's not just a gift of giving. Writing a check is the easiest thing in the world. And it don't even, don't even have to have a lot of money to be a gift of a giver. You can always give, but never give yourself. You know what I mean? No, they got gifts of giving that are mixed into all kinds of stuff. People with a gift of giving and compassion, they're invested in all kinds of crazy awesome ways, right? People with the gift of giving and leadership, they're going to be involved differently. So what do we call our gifts? I don't know. My friend Jonathan, your gift is Jonathan. Jonathan D. Adkison. That's your gift. Nobody's, is it D? What's your middle name? Ah, oh, I just guessed. <laughs> Nobody else has that gift. I don't know what you call it, but you can call it my gifting. And I think you probably should call it my gifting. Lord, how do you help me? How do you want to help me use my gifting? It's, this is the thing that you've made me to be, and you should understand it as much as possible, but don't put necessarily just one big fat label on it. Figure it out, nuance it, call it what you need to. Call it teaching slash wisdom slash mercy slash evangelism, whatever. But it's your thing. How many spiritual gifts are there? Infinite. Can I have more than one? Absolutely. That's what makes it so personal. Three, are they natural talents? Are they natural talents? They can be, 
But here's what you need to remember. They can be natural talents, but it is God infused with super, for supernatural fruit. So you may have natural talents, but it's God infused so that there is supernatural fruit. Okay? And these gifts are for the body of Christ. These gifts are to build up the body of Christ and to have people enter into the body of Christ. In other words, they're for the kingdom of God. So your natural talents may be natural talents, but may not be spiritual gifts. Your natural talents may be infused with spiritual power for spiritual fruit, supernatural fruit. But they may not necessarily always be that case. So here's a natural talent. You're like, I'm so good with dogs. They just love me. It's like a gift. Awesome. But the gift of puppy is not like a body of Christ thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Now you're like, yeah, but I raised a, you know, a, a guide dog and I brought him in and that was a kingdom thing. It was mercy and compassion. Great. You may have the gift of mercy and compassion because to take a, a wild puppy into your house for 11 months or whatever and train him in order to give him away, that is motivated by some great stuff. Maybe that's your gift, but it's not puppy. Your gift is not puppy. So we're talking about natural gifts that can be, natural, sorry, natural talents that can be infused with the Holy Spirit to bring supernatural fruit so God's kingdom is built. Another question, can they change? I think they absolutely can change. I think usually, though, what happens is we kind of are who we are, and you know that about yourself. You're up against your own limits all the time, so you kind of know you are who you are. And I think it's that way with our gifts as well. They may mature, and they may morph, and... and, um, But I think what tends to happen is we are who we are, but people do find that the manifestation of how we use our gift tends to adjust and change a little bit. So my daughter, uh, who's a junior in college, carries in her back seat some backpacks that are packed with socks and toothbrushes and snacks and um, for homeless people. And this is her heart of compassion, is she just has that available. So when she sees somebody that's on the street and that's, you know, looking for food or help or whatever, she's got some food and some things to help in the back of her car. So that's a a manifestation of it. It may be that that's probably about as appropriate as it needs to be right now, but that later on in her life, maybe that, she's a junior in college, taking classes, etc. Maybe that gifting of compassion is going to manifest itself somewhere way different. And she's going to end up working in a residential home. She's going to end up going to Mexico and working in that dump that we talked about. But right now, this is how her gift shows itself. But it's infinite how it might manifest itself in the future. So, of course, it can change, but mostly just the way the thing is expressed. And last, how do I know what my gifts are? Or even this question that's related, do I even need to know what my gifts are? Because some people go, let me just be my thing. Let me just be me. Let me just be faithful to Jesus, filled with the Spirit, confessing my sins. Let me just be me, and then my gifts will be at work. I think that's totally true. But I don't think there's anything wrong with recognizing this is how God tends to use me. I'm going to be more strategic about that. This is how I tend up finding failure after failure after failure. I'm going to avoid that like the plague more often than not. And so I'm going to use my gifts as I understand them. I'm going to invest myself in those places. This is the finding our yes. I think there's nothing wrong with that. So how do we discover our gift? Well, February 8, 1522. We're going to talk about this. Let me give you these five sentences very quickly, and then we're done. As a hint. One, explore the word and your church. How do I, figure, how do I discover my gift? Explore the word and your church. In other words, read all these descriptions in the Bible. See what words they give to them. Start to see how the biblical characters use their, their empowering by God. See people around you. Ask them what their spiritual gifts are. Go, that's right. That's amazing. That is, cool. that is you. And that will help you sort of begin to explore what even gifts are and what they might look like. Two, experiment in serving God and serving people. 
Your gifts have to be used, engaged in ministry, friends. They have to be engaged. You have to be engaged with people to use it. Nobody playing video games alone ever understands what their supernatural gifts are. It doesn't work because that's not a gift. I'm sorry. So you have to be engaged with people. So jump in and, expo- and experiment and just try stuff and see what happens. And then, and then number three, so when you're experimenting, you're going to examine your feelings and your motivations and your irritations. You're going to get in there and you're going to be like, this is amazing. Some of you have had that experience. You fall into it and you're like, that was unbelievable. That was so great. I was sitting next to somebody. They looked like they were upset. I asked them how they were doing. Then I asked them if I could pray for them. And God told me what to pray. Like I just felt like it flowed and it impacted them. And it was, guess what? You have the gift of intercession and you have the gift of mercy. And you're like, I want to do that more. Okay, come talk to me about being on, this, on the prayer team up front. Like just start to examine where do you find joy, friends? You've been on committees before where you're like, ah, oh, I think I'd like to schedule a root canal instead of go to that meeting, right? Like, <laughs> like you know what happens inside you when you're really cut out for something because you know the opposite of that as well. You know, like, this is what I was made to do. This feels so great. Go find, go experiment and then examine what feelings come with it. You're supposed to have joy following Jesus. You're supposed to serve with great amounts of satisfaction and joy. His burden his yoke is easy and his burden is light, friends. So examine what's going on and you'll find your places of that. I, I, okay, I don't have time. All right, so um, examine your feelings, your motivation, joy. I was just going to say, I, on Sunday mornings, some of you barely drag yourselves here because you just, you just not, you can't, like, oh, it's so hard for me. Part of it's not, you don't get to use your gifts on Sunday. I get that because very few of us, you know, are doing much. You're observing. Maybe come connect, but serve. I, I get to serve here. I, I cannot wait to get here on Sunday mornings. Can you tell that about me, by the way? I ne- my alarm never has to go off today. Here's what a freak I am. My alarm is set for 5, 4.59. Boom, I'm awake, I'm up, I'm ready to go. Let's do church. <laughs> it's my gift. I get to come use it. Examine your feelings. Evaluate the effectiveness. You know how I evaluate my effectiveness? I go for a run on Monday afternoon. I listen to my own talk and it's painful. <laughs> and I also depend on you communicating to me. You know what? I didn't understand this. This I struggled with. This I really, God met me. That helps me. Evaluate. And that's the last one. Expect the body of Christ to confirm. I wouldn't be up here if, if my gifts hadn't been confirmed over time that this is a good place to let him talk at you, rant at you on Sunday mornings. That's a start to understanding the gifting. You have been given a supernatural power to serve God. May we find it. Let's stand and pray, and the band's going to lead us in a final worship song. Our God, how have you deemed me worthy of a gift from you to use for your glory? That is such great news. Thank you, God. Help us to find our yeses with it. Help us to find how we can serve you in ways that bring fruit and bring people to the kingdom and bring people closer to you and bring deep joy because we know we were made to do this for you. Come and lead us, God, into finding our yes and how we're gifted.